Welcome to the Habits and Hustle podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. This is Emily McDowell. And she has the brand called Emily McDowell and Friends, which, and Friends yeah. which is a phenomenal greeting card company brand, I should call it. Uh, she writes some of the funniest things. You probably see them all over Instagram and basically all over social media because there's empathy, there's comedy. And I literally see all your stuff everywhere. Like people repost, repost, repost. That's my whole constantly. marketing strategy. When yeah. you have no money, like you make stuff people want to share. You it's know? working. Like, well, thank you. No, you're, you're, you're welcome. So you, were you just naturally like a really good writer or copywriter? Um, or what well, was... I worked in advertising for 10 years. And so that, I mean, I was, I was, I've always been a writer. I was a creative writing major in college. Um, and then I worked in advertising. I was a, actually an art director first. And then I switched and became a writer because I was a better writer than an art director. And um, so I really learned how to write quickly and write on strategy and write to a, you know, to an idea. And like that training had really was invaluable for me in um, being able to do what I do now. So yeah. you spend like, so basically like, so I, I there was kind of a, a kooky introduction because now, like we said, we're on these woodways and like, every know, we're trying to like balance yeah. ourselves and talk, right? How's it going for you so far? It's going fine. Yeah. So yep. far, Walking so and talking is like, it's you know, been one minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm clearly, I'm, a, I'm not a fitness influencer, if you can't tell. So I think you look great. I'm a, you know, yeah. I, I, well, the whole idea is also to kind of like, I keep on saying this, but like get the most bang for your buck, you know, leveling up totally. your life by like. Walk, not just talking, but we're going to walk, we're going to improve our cognitive function, walking and we're going to burn some calories. Well, there's actually all those studies about how walking meetings use a different part of your brain. Like you access a different part of your brain when you walk and come up with ideas. Girl, and... what do you think we're doing this for? Yeah. Oh. Just for just for like, you know, shits and giggles? Just for sweating? Yeah, just, okay. just to sweat in this hot box? No, we're doing it because it improves them. There's yeah. a study. Thank you. Yeah. Do tell me. Do tell me. Uh, so basically, I mean, this is... I, I, I met Emily at a friend's house and... There, I have to say, you're so funny as a human being. Like that's why you're Thank naturally you. really good at what you do. You know, like besides what you're saying, you're a writer, you're a creative director. But really, what was the like impetus of what, what made you decide one day? You know what? I'm going to start a greeting card company, and then and, and basically crush it and base and become this. So become what was this? And become well, this. So I was. I reached a point with my career in advertising where I realized. I didn't want to do that anymore, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah, um, like most which I think a lot of people yeah. you know, do. And I'd taken the step of quitting my full-time job and I was freelancing and trying to figure out like what it was that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I had always wanted to, I, I always had trouble finding cards that felt like they spoke to my reality. Like I would go to the store and it would be like, what card do I hate the least? Like That's what exactly card, true, <laughs> like, right? What is this weird joke that like kind of you know like and they're was, stale and they're stale yeah. and they felt like you know it it felt at the time like it was cards for the relationships that you wished you had like I don't actually have this relationship with my mom or like my dad or am I, you know anybody so true yeah but like this is you know this is what this is and it felt like so I so I don't use, I would write my own cards um, and. I just never, I didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur, like, but I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in that mindset. Like I was never like, I, I, I had never really thought of myself that way. And yet I had this idea, like, I feel like there's an opportunity here. I feel like there's an opportunity to say something that isn't being said and to do things that aren't 
being done. Well, you, um, and you also said something like earlier to me I thought was really interesting was that a lot of times people don't know what to say in certain situa yes. situations. So that was the other part of it. So there was this part, which was like, I felt like there was this opportunity in cards, period. And then which is true. I had cancer when I was 24. And so I got a lot of get well soon cards and get well soon cards are kind of dumb because you're like, if you're of camp, you're like, cool, I'll try. And Oh, what well, kind of cancer did you have? I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, so, but what happens when, you know, when you're sick is we don't learn as a culture how to talk about this stuff. Like we don't learn how to talk about illness or death or grief or any of these things. And so people don't know what to say. And so they either say nothing or they say some weird platitude like that, you know, like everything happens for a reason or they try to like come up with some wise thing or, and it, and, and people really want to connect, but they don't know what to say. Right. It's so awkward and they get uncomfortable and then they yes. end up not either not doing anything. Yes. Which is what happens. I think a lot too. They get, but not, and then it gets even worse. It gets even worse. And then they feel like it's been too long and then a connection gets broken. And then the person who's going through the thing feels like, oh, they don't. Maybe they don't care about me. And that was what my experience was, was that right. the most painful part of being sick was like having relationships kind of disappear and feeling like, oh, maybe, I guess it's me, I guess. And I did. I was so young, I didn't understand right. that that was what, you know, really, that that's a, a cultural thing. It had nothing to do with me. Right. And then, human, I think it's also this human nature, right? Like that awkwardness. Totally, just... totally, human nature. And when, so right around the time that I was, that I had quit my job and was, and was freelancing, my one of my best friends from college, my roommate, got cancer and passed away three months later. And for me, it was like sort of a it was a very sort of wake up call in my own life, and also very like it was an opportunity to see like oh my god, wait, duh, dummy, this wasn't about you. Like this is a, this people don't know what to say. Nobody knows what to say. Right. Nobody knows what to do. And this is something like and cards. We have this whole category of get get well cards that don't address this at all right. and that don't help people foster connection and that don't help people feel supported or seen or anything. And so that was really important to me as well was, you know, the sort of umbrella for the brand is cards for the relationships we really have. Right. And not just the ones we, we not not just the ones we wish we had. Right. right. Exactly. And and so part of that for me is this is this empathy like is this what we call empathy cards that are that are cards for people who are going through something really shitty yeah exactly um, exactly and then like how do you think of so many things i mean there's so many cards i mean <laughs> how do you that's, that was the first question i asked you when i met you right like how do you even think of so many things like i know you were a writer well, i got that's it where being a writer comes in right is like but they're all clever and they're all things that you're like oh my god that's exactly how i feel like that's, that's a great what, thing. I, I mean, mean, it's also like, you know, what I loved about advertising was psychology, right. right? Like I love thinking about how we think like that's the, to me who we are and like how we're so weird and how we're all different, but all the same, yeah. like that psychology is so interesting to me. And so what I love about cards and we make other products now too, you know, mugs and pouches and whatever. Well, you said you merged with somebody else, right? We did. Yeah. Okay, so who did yeah. you merge with? We merged with a company called Knock Knock that had been um, in business since 2002 and they are, were based in Venice and now we're based together in Culver City. They're a totally separate brand and they do um, like journals and uh, books. They publish like gift books. Oh, um, got it. Okay. All out of pads that like people have, that you've definitely seen their stuff. They're a much bigger brand than we are. And that, so they basically use your, your, your saying nope, on their stuff? they staff. have all their own. It's a completely separate brand. So like they have all their own sayings, their own writer, oh, okay. their own like everything. They, they do it 
separately, but we share a back end. So like the hardest oh, part about my business right. was the infrastructure. Like yeah. writing the stuff is the easiest part. Right. But like sales and manufacturing and shipping and having a half a wholesale business and half a direct to consumer online business and warehouse in a different state and like this big staff and the whole the back operations. end. Opera the, yeah, operations. the operations of the business. The operations of the business was always the biggest challenge for me because we were we grew so fast that we were a different company like every three months. And so we would put something into place and then right. it would be outdated. And you also you like you said you don't feel like you're an entrepreneur. You feel like you're an actual just a writer who yeah, a, a I mean, good one. I'm an entrepreneur now. Like yeah, I like I became one. Like I was sort of accidental, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah. But I was not I have no I mean I, I have eleventh grade math, you know? Like <laughs> I have like I was a creative writing major in college, right, like right, I had, right. you know, and so, and I didn't have a business partner and I didn't have funding. Like we were totally self-funded. So all of it was just learning on so the fly. So how did you start then? So you write your first slogan, like give me like the, you know, kind of like walk me through how this even happened. So you, um, so you know, now there's a need for the business. I got yep, that, right? There's a need for the business. There's definitely a need. The, I think that you just nailed it, right? Like the, the relationship that you go into like, you know, Hallmark or whatever, and you see, it's like, that doesn't even apply to me, but there's no other option. Yeah. I guess I'll just buy it. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, and that's not like a slant at Hallmark. It's just a no, fact that like, different. it is what it, it is. is. Yeah. Right. And then, so that's, and then, so basically here cut to you, 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 you create this business, you write your first few slogans mm -hmm. or cards, mm -hmm. then what happens? Then, um, well, the way it actually happened for me was I had an Etsy shop. So in the beginning, like I really, so you could have a lot of success on Etsy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We did half a million dollars on Etsy. Like, you know, the year that we decided to turn it over to our own site. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With cards. So listen, I hope everyone heard that. So there's all, yeah. when there's a will, there's a way, right? Like yes. Etsy is a great way for people to like start selling from what it basically to sell to the consumer. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's different now. And also having your own site is a lot easier than it used to be. So this was 2011 oh, when so I started. Etsy all creative. So explain what Etsy is. No, was Etsy is at the time Etsy was known. Etsy was like handmade artists basically. Okay. And, and, and you could do your, you could do, it was a lot of people making things like, a, like potters making pottery and selling it. I okay. was illustrating cards. And so I could, and so like they allowed manufacturing in that, I was having the cards printed, but they were like my original illustration and writing. And so that made sense. Mm, and it okay. used to be this, it was started as like a handmade marketplace. Got so it. sort of like, sort of like a, you know, like an, like an Amazon, like not Amazon, but like it's all different store. Like it's all different vendors. Like it's a million different vendors. Um, so but what's it was, the benefit of doing Etsy versus going on Amazon? Well, Amazon, Etsy, you have your own, you have your own shop. Got it. Um, okay. You have your own shop and Etsy used to be. Um, you weren't competing against like stuff from China. Got it. Like it was, I'm a maker. I make this thing. Here's my brand story. Here's what I do. Here's my branded page. And you could discover on Etsy, like the benefit of doing Etsy versus your own site was that you had sort of the engine of Etsy where there was, you know, there's a millions of people that go there every day, right. searching, finding you, you know, you get promoted, you get in collections, you get like, it's the sort of organic traffic. Got it. Okay. Um, I didn't so know that. yeah, so it's slightly different now. They sold, like they, they went public a couple years ago and their business model has changed a bit, but it was, for me, it was a way to do a shop 
that was free. Like right. it was easy. It was free. I could set it up in an hour. Like, right. So, and they did the organic traffic. So that's the other benefit of them not using your own website. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Okay. Um, so it was less about, so it was less pressure to drive traffic. Like it wasn't all on me to right. completely drive traffic. So you sold a half a million dollars worth of cars your first year? Uh, second year on Etsy. In fact, um, which was huh. pretty crazy. Yeah. The first year was like 60,000. Um, but basically what happened was I, the first card that I ever did was a Valentine for the person that you're kind of dating, but not really. That's such a good one. Like, yeah. because that's such a thing that like people need that. Like it's like stressful, you know, Valentine's day when you're kind of, when you're like kind of sort of seeing someone and you're like, do I get them something? It's weird if I don't, but then it's also weird. If it's you also do. weird if I do. Yes. Because, so then you give them something and you're like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal here. I got you this card. And so it's the card is that like it's a text. It's actually the text of that speech. So it's long and it's like, what is it? I know say we're it, not like, together or anything, but it felt weird to say something to not say anything. So I got you this card. It doesn't even have a heart on it. It's not a big deal. Basically, it's just a card saying hi. And then in little letters, it says forget it. Like so, it's this kind of you it's know exactly the dialogue that yeah, you would actually have what you would you say. say to somebody. It's what you would say. And I made that card, so and I was like. I'd never made a card before. Like this was my first, I literally Googled a printer. I was like, you know what? Like I was selling prints. I was selling illustrated prints of my work on Etsy because I was illustrating and drawing and writing, writing stuff, but it was prints. And I was like, why this is not, this is so, this is where I, my non-entrepreneur background comes in where right. I was like, I can sell one print for $25. How many, why would I sell a card for $4? Like right. that with an envelope and it has all this other work. And like when I could just sell a print for $25. That's, and then, yes, exactly. So, but I, but I wasn't thinking big enough. Right? right. Like I was thinking about assembling them myself and like folding the paper. Right. 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 <laughs> like right. making them. I wasn't thinking about and like also shipping and shipping. Right. Isn't ship, wouldn't shipping cost about that? It costs much? about the same. It, right. costs, it costs the same. So I was like not thinking about, I was thinking about, but I wasn't thinking big enough. Right. Like I wasn't thinking about, well, you manufacture them at a printer. Right. And you make 500. You were just thinking of you actually you make, physically yes. making it. And I was thinking it of like physically somebody. like, right. well, why would I do this when I can sell this for $25? You know, right. like, it was just. You, but, why would you though? You never done it before. Exactly. Right. Never done it before. But the reason why you would is because a card solves a problem and a print doesn't solve a problem. Like. Yes. A card isn't, if it's the right card for the right person, it's necessary. Absolutely. And a true. print is just like a cool thing to have. So people are willing, like people, you'll sell a much higher volume of a card because it solves a problem. Yep. And like, so I started thinking about it that way and I Googled a printer, like an online printer. And I was just like, I'm going to make a hundred. It's like the smallest number, you know, like I make a hundred, maybe I'll sell five. Like, but these five people I know are going to be so psyched that I don't like, I'll just take a dive on this, whatever. But I just want this in the world. And what happened was Etsy put it on their Facebook page. And Etsy, at the time, it was before Facebook changed their algorithm. So when you followed a brand, you just saw its posts just like any other person yeah. that you followed. And it became their most liked and most shared post of that whole year. And it went super viral. Like, it was on the front page of Reddit. It was on, like, Funny or Die and Cosmo.com and, like, you know, you name it. It was all over. Really? And I had a week to sell it because... <laughs> Valentine's Rule number day, one, because yeah. um, I've made it for sale on like February 1st. And like, if you're going to sell a car, like you have to stop shipping it on like February 8th so that it can get to people. Right, exactly. Mail, the mail takes time. The mail does take right, time. Which, you know, but I thought I would sell five. So I was just like, 
yada, yada, whatever. And I ended up selling 1700 in that week That's before I had to cut off the shipping. And it was crazy. Like it was just, it was, it was like just totally bananas, bonkers. Like, I don't even know. I was like, you know, obviously you don't go to buy your envelopes at paper source, but right. I didn't have time to like order wholesale. So you did. So I'm like at paper source, just buying all their envelopes, you know, just like. That is and- wild. <laughs> It was crazy. That's so basically that was like that was also lucky, right? Oh my gosh. That they put it, was it on their so lucky. page. It was so lucky. Like it was just it was the right place at the right time, you know? And it was so lucky that they put it they put it on their Facebook and it just blew up and and it went viral and it went viral because it resonated with people, you know. It resonates and- with every doesn't matter who you are, everyone at some point of their life has had that moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where you're like, I don't know, because those and relationships. It was so hilarious because there was there were guys who were buying like five of them. That is exactly <laughs> for future. You never know. Or for like dating multiple. Or they were like or sort of in a weird thing with multiple oh, people. I was gonna say for future because like, it happened, or it happened for the future. over and over. Again. No, but you know what? There was also like the, it was so cute. There were guys that were like. I got more than one note from, from men that were like, I'm buying two, but it's not because I'm a player. I'm afraid I'll mess one up. Like I was like, oh, bless you. That is so, <laughs> so cute. Sweet. And um, it was also a card. I think it was also a card that resonated with men. Like, because Valentine, like, absolutely, you know, I totally get that. that. Yep. Because cards in general are sort of a more fe- female. Right. It's, you know, women buy each other cards. Men aren't gonna, generally going out and being like, But hey, it, would, it works, but, I think it's every gender, but yeah. But it works for, but it, but this one really resonated with men because they, it's like, there were all these guys who were like, I feel like I should, I got to do something for Valentine's Day, but oh shit, like, I don't know. And so this was kind of, it was really in that kind of sweet spot for them. So does that, okay, so how, your business, you've been doing this for how many years? Seven. Okay, for seven years, would you still say that was your, is your top seller? Like, cause I'm sure you still have the same no. cards. We, that, that one still sells really well. Yeah. It's still in our line. Um, you know, we've probably, my first release, my first like official release yeah. that I did for wholesale had 40 cards in it. And I would say of those, maybe 20, we still sell. Um, oh, wow. They still sell well, yeah. Um, I think our best selling card, like overall, is just a card, it's an empathy card, and it's a card that says, there is no good card for this. I'm so sorry. Another good one. See, this is, this is like, this is the kind of stuff that like what people think or would say. Yes. And yet you just basically put it on a card. Yes. So then how do you, okay, so that's, those are great ones. And like, you have like a bazillion of them. I mean, so if it wasn't for that Etsy moment when they put it on the homepage, yeah. Like, I guess, like, we, we would know, right? Because it is I don't know. It's I mean, opportunity and timing and luck. And, and work and, you it's, know, and, like, that I, like, bust my ass to get them all. To, like, I could have been like, oh, because it, it was hard. I mean, it was, like, trying to figure out how to fill and do all that customer service for 1,700 people by myself. And, you Did know. You have, who helped you then? Um, my boyfriend at the time okay. was helping. Like, he just... I got enlisted him. His his son at the time was five, and he was like putting cards and envelopes together. I mean, oh like I have gosh. a picture of him like sitting on the couch, you know, like. Um, and how much did it cost to send them all out? Like, um, each one. It costs well. They cost four fifty on our website, and right. then shipping is like three bucks. So people were paying like you know seven fifty for the card for the card. Yeah. Um, and seven fifty eight dollars. And yeah, but it's worth but, it when it's like when it's something that actually yeah. is meaningful and you can actually like you. It resonates with you. Yes. Versus some like, you know, humdrum nonsense that you just have to buy and say, here you go. And just basically be embarrassed as you give it to somebody, (laughs) you know, walk away or look away, you know? Right. So then like, so how do you, like I said, like when I was like 
talking about you earlier, and it, it was the truth. There's, I feel like I see your slogans and your sayings mm-hmm. really like reposted, 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 and we and we joke it's it's great PR, but like yeah. at the same time. Is there a way to trademark it so no. you get I mean, credit you know, for it? Because people can just copy and paste no. their name. You I know? mean, right. That's the, that's what's, that's the hardest part. It's like, it's the blessing and the curse, right? right? Is that I've been able to build this company in a totally self-funded way with no, with no loans, with no investors, with nothing, because for four years, we didn't spend any money on marketing. It was all that. It yeah. was all my whole thing was, I'm just going to make stuff people want to share and people will share it. And that was what happened, right. which is great and a huge opportunity, but also you can't control what happens when you put something on Instagram. Like someone will, you know, I mean, people put your words, retype your words on a sunset and put them on a thing. And, you know, like, I mean, I have like, I had a quote of like quotes of mine have been like attributed to like Christopher Walken. And like, I mean, it's like, it's like, no, it's like, and I see it in my feed. Like, oh, I would imagine you yoga journal or something will post it and I'll be like, what? No, I wrote that. What? You know? And and everyone's claiming to be their own. And, and people, and it's like someone just made a meme of it and, you know, and just put it, because it's, it's, it's just, and then people are like, I saw this on, but no, I saw this on Pinterest. Like people don't understand that Pinterest isn't like an author. Yeah, like people yeah. think it's like, and it's like, that's it's like true. saying like Barnes and Noble wrote this book. No, like they have to get it no, from somewhere. Pinterest, like Pinterest is not a meme factory. I like, know, but people don't, you know, people don't know that stuff, no, right? No, no. And people don't know. And they don't know where, where anything, because what happens, I feel like people don't know where anything really originated from because no. people get reposted and reposted. And then like, they think it's your, they think it's that person's words, right? Totally. Totally. To be honest with you, you know, if we're, if we're being real, a lot of people can build out on Instagram, on social media, an entire brand based on other people's work. Oh my work. gosh, it's most been, most of it is. Most, most of it people, is. That's, what, that's what most influencers do. It's, which to me is so unbelievable to me that yeah. this is, people make lots of money I know. around this. I mean, there's like someone got called out recently in, in, like, in the motivational space. Mm-hmm. Because someone caught them. They're really a really big person. And someone caught them, like, literally cut and pasting from all these other sources. And it's like, there's no really way to kind of regulate it, right? No regulation. No. I mean... No. It's unbelievable. And then you're not getting any credit. No. No. And people are like, well, it's on the internet, so it's it's fair game. It's free. It's free. It's free. And, And... it's my audience and like, it's such a, it's such a blurry line and a slippery slope. And you basically have to kind of depend on people's sense of ethics. Well, it's not going to happen, which isn't going to happen, you know, like, so forget it. I like, can, exactly. You know. <laughs> like people, it's too, the world on online is too big. You're oh sweating like an animal. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sweaty. Well, listen, I'm sorry, it's, but it's, it's good. I mean, you're, you're burning calories. I'm burning, you guys. Your brain is working even Look, faster because you're, is, you're walking, <laughs> you're walking and you're talking. It's because I'm in great shape. I sweat really quickly. Listen, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get you into shape over here. It's also just so you guys know, it's very warm in here. Yeah, I know. It's beyond. <laughs> I know that this is a, someone else came on the podcast once audience, and called it Big Room, Big Room, so you know. Big Room Podcast. <laughs> it is totally Big Room. I know. I should have worn what you're wearing. That was, like, that, that was CEO of Tender Greens, uh, Danielle. She was like, this is Big Room Podcast. And this we weren't is even totally, on the, we weren't this even is on the Big treadmill. Room Hiking Podcast yeah. realness. Like, well, listen, we're, okay. we're, we're like, we're basically, we're, we're doubling up your healthy habits. Okay. Um, so yeah. I've, I've, I've gone half a mile. Good. I mean, that's better than zero miles, right? Totally that's better. That's the way I look at way it. Way better. It's way better. Have you ever like called out anyone like on social media and be like, hey, whoever, you know? Yes. You know, it's so tough because you have to do it in a very tactful way. Like I definitely, I definitely have posted and said, hey, this is my, I wrote this 
like, can you, you know, would you, would you mind tagging me or credit, you know, yeah. because sometimes it's people with a million, two million, four million followers. I know. And it's like, you a know, lot, by the way, a lot of times, most of the time it is. Yeah. It's, and I don't think you should be worried about the person that has like 300 Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, it's like people who have like two, But you're three. effectively a journalist when you're doing that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so like, you have to kind of like, and, whoops, and when people don't, yeah, I mean, you have to like, it. so yes, I, I am nice about it. Like I am, you know, tactful about it. Um, because it's also like, I've tried sort of everything. Like I used to get mad about it. Like I used to get much more upset about it than I do now. And now I'm just kind of like, okay, like this is the thing that happens. But like in the beginning when it was happening and I was like, I was just like, no, like I would get so like, I would feel like personally like upset, you know, because like, also, how do you mon- besides selling the cards, right? Yeah. Like that is your way of monetizing. Oh, it's your, all physical products. It's all physical products. That's I don't like, have any digital. I don't monetize. I don't sell any programs. I don't like. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why it's like this is not like another situation. This is a very specific situation where you can only monetize your physical work. Exactly. So you're missing, like, you're leaving a lot of opportunities on my, the table. Yeah. Based on because other with with your words, like, have you thought of or like thought of like going to see some like a, a like a business consultant I don't know to how to like how to monetize the digital space without kind of like undercutting your physical yeah business? I mean I we've thought about it I've thought about it it's just been I'm now for the first time out from under the operations in a way mm. that I can actually turn towards strategy that's in not terms not. of like yeah mm. that now I have business partners I have like we have much more of an infrastructure I don't manage the any of the sales or operations at all anymore. And that's what, like, we added this friends piece a year ago, mm-hmm. which is bringing in other writers and other illustrators. That was my next question. Yeah. Do you write everything yourself or? Um, not anymore. I used to, and I still write about 90% of it, but that's in the process of shifting. Right. Um, and we're also bringing in other collections, like other other people. We have an artist um, and an author named Lisa Congdon, and we did a big collection with her. We have somebody really big um, in January that isn't. I can't announce yet because it's. Come on, I can't. I won't put this up until January. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but uh, can you can you whisper in my ear? Or it's like, like, she's a very well known author. Okay. Um, who's never it, licensed her work? Is before. it Judy Bloom? It's Judy Bloom. Yes. Is it? No, it's not okay. Judy I'm Bloom. like, oh my god, Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I just, no. Yeah, um, but it's. But so it's bringing in, but we're bringing in other people to do collections because the hard part is the infrastructure, yeah, right? Like absolutely. we have this whole thing built. We have this system now. We have the back end. And so like we might as well have, because the hardest part about being an artist is getting, is like figuring out how to monetize that, like mm-hmm. figuring out how to get your work out there on things. Yeah. And we know how to make the things now. So we have the sales in place. We have the, you know, wholesale, we have the back end. And so like being able to create a platform for other people um, to to make their stuff, like to make, you know, under our and friends umbrella, we're excited about that. And then also with the, with the sort of core brand, there are, I'm starting to bring in other writers and other illustrators, um, to, to do, because it's now a brand. I mean, it's my, it was originally, you know, my, in my head, but it's strong enough as a brand on its own that somebody who's a good writer can come in and write to that brand. More from our guest, but first a few words from our sponsor. Now, probably by now, you guys have all heard about the potential benefits of CBD, right? And probably even taking it yourself. So know this, not all CBD is created equal. Unlike other CBD brands who offer just CBD, Hemp Fusion is CBD plus omegas 
plus terpenes, plus other natural ingredients to really help you feel 100%. Now, they do this because CBD actually works best for your body when it's combined with all these other nutrients, which is why this brand really is a notch above most others. Now, I've been using hemp fusion for a while because I can have sometimes trouble falling asleep, and it's been really helpful. But they're also really great for stress, energy. There's all sorts of different things that it can be great for. So if you want to get 20% off your first order and, of course, free shipping, go to hempfusion.com and use the promo code HABITS. That's hempfusion.com to get 20% off your first order. And, of course, free shipping. And now to our next sponsor. So by now you've heard me talk about how I will only use products that are super clean and simple. And that's why I really love Native. Native has a whole line of simple and effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. And I really love their deodorant. Their deodorant is formulated without any aluminum, parabens, or talc. And they only use ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil and shea butter. They never test on animals. And guess what? It smells amazing and it works. So I was all about the coconut and vanilla for the longest time. And I've just recently moved on to the lavender and rose scent. But there are so many great scents for both men and women. And if you don't believe me, you can check their website because there's over 9,000 five-star reviews. So if you want to get 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code HABITS. That's 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code HABITS. Trust me, you'll be hooked. You were saying something earlier about like being an entrepreneur. You never thought of yourself as an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. then you kind of had to learn as you go, which is by the which way, is what most people totally. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then you also said when we met, when I, when we met a long time ago that like, you don't think everyone like kind of like not everyone's meant to be that person. Right. No, like, I, I don't. And I think, you know, on social media right now in particular, right. There's, it's very trendy to entrepreneurship. The idea of entrepreneurship is very trendy and I get it. Like yeah, super this trendy. whole thing of like, be your own boss, freedom, make your own hour. Don't, you know, like work for your, build your own dream. Don't build someone else's. Right. Cool. All it's, that. Well, you mean also internet marketing is really big. Right internet now. marketing, yeah. like m- monetize your, you know, your, you're a branding coach. Like I'm a, you know, like I worked as a social media person for three years and now I'm a branding coach. Like, like there's all that. Exactly. That's what we laughed about at the party, right? Like it was kind of like, Everybody is a coach, a consultant, yeah, a something. A something. And they were like, before they did this, they were basically, I don't know, what were they doing? Like an assistant at a like, thing. Like, yeah. like it's, they yeah. were basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they just yeah. finished college and they're like they, 20 years old. Right. And they and took they're like, they were like, like a marketing advice. major and now they're like. And they're, giving, and they're like, and they're, and they're basically putting themselves out there as a business strategist or a yes. coach or whatever. With like it, pictures of themselves smiling with a clipboard, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and it's like, and, and I get exactly. it like, because. If you, because like there's, I worked this nine to five or nine to nine or nine to midnight, you know, job for a long time. Like (laughs) I I get that it's not, I get like, I get it. Like I get, I get the pros and cons of both, but I think that, you know, entrepreneurship, you have to just love constant problem solving. Yeah. That's actually a good point. It's regardless of what you do, like regardless of what industry you're in or what it is that you make or what it is that you want to sell or whatever. It is constant problem solving. Right. It is. And it's exhausting. Like to a degree that's like, yeah. and you can never be like for a long time, you don't get to be like, 
Um, I just don't want to do that. Like, can we just, can this just be easy? Can we just not, you well, I know, think it's, a sec- it's sexy now. I, I think being yeah. an entrepreneur is super sexy. Yes. And it may not play to people's, not, not, it doesn't necessarily always play to people's strengths. It doesn't. You know? And it also isn't sustainable. Like this hustle, like the like, Watch out, hustle, hustle. What do you hustle. think this podcast is called? Habits well, and hustle. Is like that you have to build, you have to build the right habit. Like my, you know, one of my big mistakes that I made as an entrepreneur was like, I just went so hard mm. at the business for five years and I didn't take care of myself at all. Like, right. and I was a shell of a human being because my entire life revolved around this business. Right. There's an imbalance. I think a lot of people forget so about imbalanced. that. And you can do it for a year, two years, three years. Like you can, you can do it for, you know, depending on who you are for, a, for, a, you can sustain that for a bit, but it catches up with you. Well, yeah, there's a burnout factor, right? Super burnout factor. Yeah. Like there is, you know, I mean, the, the reality is, I mean, when you, when you really are an entrepreneur, it takes a lot of hours, a lot of grit, a lot yeah. of, you have to be on, you, you're working constantly. You are. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Like, I think there is like something, it's become very trendy now mm-hmm. to, you know, everything has like its ebbs and flows. Everything has like a, a, a time, you know, yes. like also fitness is very trendy right yeah. now. Health is very trendy right now. Yeah. Like things that like you know, some people are just naturally doing because they really truly want to do it or they see it on something on social media and they're like, that, that looks cool. I want yeah. to, I want to try that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, you were saying something about, what was it? Hold on. It was, what was that quote that I liked that you, that you wrote? Oh, that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. Yeah. Just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you should. And I think that's another, like, so sort of another side effect that we see of Instagram and like internet culture, right. Is that you're exposed to 4 million different things you can do at any given time. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, you're, you can, you can read 10 different pieces of advice that will tell you 10 different things about the same thing. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Or more like, than 10. Or more than 10. Yeah. You know, you can read, you can do. And like, for me, it's like, you know, I make, yes, I make these cards. We make these products, but like I could do, I could teach classes. I could do a podcast. I could do uh, digital stuff. I could do licensing with other brands. I could do like, there's all of these right. things. Right. It's much more, but it, people have much more exposure yes. to more opportunities. To so more opportunities. Yeah. And so it's, and so the net, like the tendency, I think for a lot of us is to be like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it. Cool. Great idea. Going to do it. Going to do it. Going to do it. And it's really the, I think the key is like the discernment of just because it's a good idea. doesn't mean it's a good idea for you. Right. I, I talk with a lot. I talk with the fact that self, being self-aware and yeah. like knowing what you're playing to your strengths, right? right. I think to, to be successful, I think in anything is knowing what you're good at and yes. also knowing what you're bad at. And then totally. what, you're, what you're bad at, you know, maybe not, maybe get other people to balance out your, your weaknesses. Right. Instead of trying to throwing your energy into getting better at those things. Right. Which you I know. mean, and people can argue and say, well, what do you mean? Then you're going to be imbalanced. But I think in life, like there are people who are like, you, mm-hmm. you should be, have like a come to Jesus moment and be like, you know what? This is what I'm really, really good at. This is the things I really, what I, I really like to do. Because yeah. if you like to do it, the tendency is you're going to actually do it more and, exactly. get, and get, even get better and better at it and get right. more dominant on it. And like, but, if you're an entrepreneur, like you're making your own, you know, you're, you're making up your path, you're making, mm-hmm. and you don't like it, why are you doing it? Right. You know, like you have to like it at the end of the day. Right. Exactly. Um, like, but also like, sometimes it's like with your situation, 
Did you ever think when you started writing these cards, like like you said, you were you're you were thrilled if you wrote like if you sold five of those cards, you know, the five the Valentine's card. Like, you know, like even though you loved writing, you were able to take your love and passion for like yeah. writing and create an entire business, even though you weren't necessarily good at the operations. Yeah. You figured it out. I figured it out. And I, and I actually was better at business than I thought I would be. And I like there's certain I like strategy. Right. I like you know, I like I like strategy and I'm good at business strategy. Um, I hate managing people, what I've learned. Yeah. And I was going to say, what is the things that you've learned oh, the most from this? Oh my gosh. I hate managing people and I thought I was going to love it. Right. And when I was a creative director, like I had, you know, teams, like junior teams working under me. And right. that was a totally different thing because you're like managing their work and you're helping them make their work better. But if they're dependent on you, if you have a whole staff, what I right. learned was that like I having, I am not a good I'm a good leader, but I'm not a good manager. Why? What makes a good leader and what makes a good manager? I think a good manager, so what I am not good at is, is balancing all of the things that I have to do in the business. And this was, this was what I was, was never good at. And also sitting down with each person and really figuring out what motivates you. Like, because mm. it's different for each employee, you know, like Absolutely. we're all, it, and not, it's not one size fits all. And, and being a really good manager is being able to tease out the skills and develop the skills and mentor and like all of that with, with each employee. And I never felt like, I think if that was my only job, I would be better at it. Right. But it it's was a multi too much. That, yeah. And it, and it took too much and I wasn't naturally good at it. it. It, so it was so difficult for me to try to do all that while I was also doing all the art and being the CEO and managing the business and, you know, like right, trying absolutely. to do all the strategy, it was just too hard. And so being a leader, having a vision, having, getting people excited, like doing that kind of thing is a different skill set than actually managing. And I was not, I just wasn't, a, I wasn't a great manager. That's great. So you, I like that. You basically are separating the two. A lot of times people put the two together, a manager, a leader, kind mm -hmm. of, but they're different. You're saying a leader in your opinion, and is that they have the vision mm -hmm. and they, they have the ability to inspire their team. Yes. But they don't micromanage, I guess, would be the way. They don't like day to day. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, sometimes a leader and a manager are the same person. You know, no, sometimes. What did you but, say? But you didn't, the manager part that you were kind of like wonky but the manager, with. Is, but the manager part is the, is the, is the inspiring, like is the, is the, or not the inspiring, sorry, yeah. is the, is the working with actually really, really loving sitting down mm -hmm. and figuring out what makes each employee tick, what makes each person, what motivates them, what drives them, why they do what they do, helping, helping them grow, right. like all of that. And like, much I, more, it sounds to me much more like you're saying, it's like, it's much more hands-on working with yeah. people, you know, very um, hands-on versus an overall vision. Yeah. 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 And that is very, that, that, that does take a very specific type of person who's, yeah. and, and, and traits that would be good mm -hmm. at that, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. but you're creative as like naturally, right? Yeah. So you would, I would imagine that as a, for the leader part, which is much more the vision, the overall like look and feel yeah. that would fit you better. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm yeah. not patient, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I mean, I'm more patient than I used to be, but I'm not super patient. Right. I'm pretty decisive. Right. Like, I, this sounds quite familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these are things that like made it, you know, I think, I think you have to, there are some of these things that actually, if I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to build right. a company, but 
building the company and running the company are two like really different things, right. at least in my, you know, in my experience. Well, how were you, so, so what did you, like, what was your routine like? So mm. what was like the habits that you did to get yourself better and to kind of learn the process and to then get balance because you were saying that burnout and yeah. the imbalance. So how did you kind of do it? What was your thing? So for me, it started, I had to completely retrain myself to start prioritizing to like completely shift how I thought about life because I, the, I ran away, you know, I was just chasing after this company for, you know, five years. And so I realized like from the minute I woke up, it was like on my email to the minute I, you know, went to bed and everything was, everything was about, you lived and breathed it. I lived and breathed it, you know, which, and so to start backing away from that, it was like, okay, how do I show up? But did you back away until I did. when? I mean, at what point? But not until like about a year and a half ago I started. Right. So like is is it really realistic for someone to say to someone uh, to have balance and back away when at the beginning, like it's really hard well, when there's not I think enough it is. like I think that there are around. ways to do it because I have friends who've done it and I've watched them right. I've watched them build in habits from the beginning. Right. Oh, from the beginning for of sure. Taking care of yourself, of saying, how do I want to feel? instead of like working backwards from an arbitrary outside goal of like, I want to sell X things or I want to do that, like something that's like sort of an arbitrary designation of success, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to make a million dollars. Right, like a monetary level A monetary success. thing yeah. or like, uh, you know, I want to be in 25 stores or I want this. How do you actually want to feel? Like, yeah. and how do you want to feel in your body? And do you want that sort of stress Like, do you want, like, how do you want a feeling of calm? Do you want a feeling of like, how do you want a feeling of inner contentment? Like, do you want, and, and like, I know that sounds a little bit woo woo and like kind of silly, No. but like, we think about goals and like, we think about chasing these external goals. Right. Basically you spend like 5% of your time being psyched because you met a goal and then 95% of your time being like shit, I have to meet another one or like, I have to do it again. Or now that I met this goal, I have to support, like, I have to make this amount of money again to support this other person I hired to like, you know, like, and so it's this chase, you're chasing this hit of like, yes, I did it. Right. It's kind of like what I'm hearing you say is that for the five minutes that you actually reach that goal, it's great. But the entire process of getting there was like torture. It was like torture. And so like, actually, what's a process that you're going to enjoy? Yeah. Like finding the joy, and I just did a post about this on Instagram, actually, like about finding the joy in the process of what you're doing. Right. And having that be like, and if that means you grow slower, then it means you grow slower. Right. That's you know? Good, I know. I, I, I agree. It's just, I think in the, I agree. It's just really hard in the moment, right? When oh you're, my gosh. When you're yeah. trying to grow and you have all these like hopes and dreams and you really mm-hmm. want to like get there, you know, yes. I, this is, I'm talking from my own experience. I, yeah. I sometimes get, I sometimes get really stuck in that. And I'm like, yeah. I can enjoy the process cause I'm like hustling constantly, yeah. you know, yeah. to like get to what I need to do. And right? it helps me to think about why, like for me, when I get in there, it yeah. helps me to think about like, well, why do I want this? Like, what mm-hmm. do I think is going to be different about my life if I get this? Right. You know, yeah. like what, how's my experience of the world going to be different if I get this? Because sometimes it's, it's actually like, Oh, do I, am I going to approve of myself more? Like it, it, right. a lot of it comes down to like your own worth. I was going to say, it makes you think about what you're really like, 
it, it, yeah. it kind of makes you like be a little bit more like self-aware and yes. really kind of go inward. Yes. So what is your why? And what is the reason why that you pushed for five years and so did all this? At this point, I mean, it's, it's really shifted, you know, mm -hmm. like in the beginning, I was really driven by like, I want to be like, I want, like, I just felt like, I felt like I was going to love, I, I don't know why I had this idea, probably culture, everything in our culture tells us that we will. Yeah. But yeah, I had yeah. this idea that like, I wanted to be like Jonathan Adler. Like I wanted to be like, I wanted to have this, you know, yeah. household name and it was going to be so fun to have this like giant staff and this like lifestyle brand and like all the, the fuck no, like no. Right. And now you got caught up in kind of like what the glamour part would yeah, look like. Yeah, and like the yeah. idea of what it would be and this idea of like bigger, bigger is better. Like if it works, grow it, you know, like all that, which isn't necessarily true. And also from a financial perspective, right. not also true by the way. Yeah, um, absolutely not true. People don't like, like, people like, you know, it's like people always like, um, don't judge the, what was I think? Don't judge, uh, the, the grass is always greener until yeah. you see their water bill. Oh my is, God, is exactly. A, you should put because that on a card. About, no, it's about, because it's about profit. It's not about revenue. A hundred percent. It's a, a 1000%. You know? And so like, I see it all the time, we, especially living in LA. Yeah. Everyone looks like they have like a bazillion dollars and they're driving like, they're driving like Lamborghinis and Rolls yeah. Royces and they li and they do this and this and like, they have like, they're in debt and they have no money. And it's like, Never look at that stuff. No, because you could have a bazillion dollars coming in, but if you have a bazillion dollars going, going out, out, it doesn't matter. Bazillion and one dollars going and out. And you're just managing, it's that much more work right? to exactly. manage the thing. Where like, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's so interesting because that, that was a lesson that I really learned too. It was like the sweet spot of low overhead, you know, revenue, like that Absolutely. ratio. And that's, that's something smart, like though. we don't think about. You know? People don't think about that. And it's really important that pro the profit revenue mm -hmm. is really smart. And they don't ever judge that book by its cover because yeah. you don't, it's not about that. Like yeah. that you said, it's very true. Sorry. Totally. So continue on with so, that. Sorry. I forgot you asked me a question and I kind of, I know I always, that happens I to me all the time too. Like, too. You were saying bigger is um, not always better. Bigger is not always better. Um, and, but that was, but, but there was something, uh, there was something else before that. Mm. Something could be a great idea, but not be a great idea for you, yeah, depending on your goals. You asked me something about, uh, I don't remember. Um, um, hmm. Uh, it might be the okay. treadmill. It's the treadmill. I'm, it's my sweat. I, I'm, I'm losing electrolytes. I, give me Gatorade. <laughs> Does anyone else going to say? <laughs> Quick brag, Celsius. Do you want to, here, why don't you take some of this? I'm telling you, this is really good. It's an energy drink. It's called Celsius. It's, it's clean. It's good. It's yummy. And it will give you some. Oh, gosh, it, I have three drinks, by the way. I have healthy kombucha. I have water. Now I have Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> that that, one, that one will give you energy, though. That will like restore some of your depletion. Oh, that is good. Yeah, it's very good. There hmm. you go. That's yours from Grape now. Rush. Okay, well, yeah. I only have. Oh, no, wait, I can put it here. So, what do you think would be. I'm just going to change it, and then we can always go back to if you think of it. What would you say your biggest accomplishment then is? Would you say. Oh my why? That was what it was. Oh, your why. why? All right, so I won't get to your accomplishment now. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, the why and the accomplishment are kind of the same thing. Okay, good. You know? um, in that, I think for me, being able to say like, I contributed like some work that I did contributed to people being able to connect with each other. Is I think connection in a place right now when there's such lack thereof with yeah. social media. It's the, that's the most, that, that to me motivates me more than anything else. Like, and it's why I enjoy writing cards so much more than I enjoy writing like 
tote bag, like stuff that goes on mugs and tote bags and which we also sell and is great and people love it for gifts and things like that. Right. But what I've learned and I, cause I was so excited to add all that other stuff. Like right. we did, we started with cards and I was like, oh, let's make, you know, backpacks and what, like what, and actually what I love, it turns out about a card is that it's like an extension of me to you. Like it's a sentiment. It, it's sort of a, it's a, it, it represents like, this is what the best version of me would say if I could think of it. And like, I love, I love being able to help people foster connection with each other. And you know, a tote bag doesn't do that. I, I you know what, I agree. I also think it's also um, in a time when people don't give cards that much anymore. People email and they text yeah. well, and they DM, now. right? You know, but now no. they are. You yeah. know, when someone gives me a card, I actually remember it, and there's like, I'm like, oh wow, you know, like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a moment. Yes, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the like the hallmarks. Like everybody is kind of freaking out because their sales are all down because the you know card industry is right. declining overall because the people are sending fewer things in the mail and all that. Because cards used to be a social convention, right? Like your grandma would send you a Halloween card with like five dollars in it. Yeah, and like it was just, like, it was just right. like what we used to do. Right. But now, cards to me, like cards are cards are an actual method mechanism for connection and it really is it used to be more of like a social grace and it's still a social grace you still you know thank you cards and all that but like i think that it also they have another function now because we have this digital world and because so much of communication just goes away and like is it's all text and dm and like you know instagram and whatever that like when you get a physical thing it's just it's that much more meaningful. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you. And I, and I, that's why I said when I ever, when I get a car, it's my birthday yesterday and oh. I got a bazillion text messages. Oh, thank you. And I didn't get one car. Oh yeah. I got, actually that's not true. I got two cars, mm. my husband and my friend, Darren. Besides that, everyone just texted me or yeah. DM me or like Facebook wall or, fa- or, or yeah. a Facebook wall, yeah. which I don't even look at. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, happy birthday. It's like an afterthought. Everything's an afterthought. Yeah. But the, the, it takes time and effort to yes. actually go and pick a card wherever you are mm-hmm. and then send it. Like there's like a, the process that someone goes through, I think it's much nicer. Yeah. You well, know? it's just more thought. I mean, there is right. thoughtful. It's, it's thoughtful. There's, there's thought and effort put into it. And, you know, that's, you know, in, in our communication now, it's so easy to communicate, but then on the but then the other side of that is that like you Absolutely. don't have to put in the thought. You, you know? don't, yeah. and people like they're it's now like kind of low expectations, right? Totally. People like don't expect it anymore, right? Like it's, it keeps on like getting lower and lower. Like you used to call people on your birthday, and now you know, or or, now the, they or just, at least like, send, send you a GIF of exactly. Lizzo or whatever, you know, exactly. like a GIF like. <laughs> You know, everyone keeps mentioning Lizzo today. It must be like she's, she's like, at, like she's like she's like the the it girl right she now. She super is. Yeah, yeah, I love her. She super is. Yeah. Can you tell before you leave? Can you give us a couple other like what are your top three bestsellers? Um, we got the Valentine's one for yes, sure up yes. there, but um, give us other ones. So we have a there's a love card that is from like five years ago that's still one of our bestsellers that were most that that went crazy viral that we're most known for that says. There's no one else I'd rather lie in bed and look at my phone next to. Um, Another good one. I and love that. That's a really good one. Um, and you thought of that one too. I did. Clever girl. Yeah, I did. Um, there is one. Um, our empathy cards are some of our bestsellers. So um, I think I think you might actually have one in okay. front of you. That's the. Um, that's. Uh, please allow me to punch the next person who tells you everything happens for a reason. No, I'm I don't so have sorry. that one. Going through this. Oh, I think it might be over there. It's okay. in that stack over there. These are great. You have it. 
Great, you're gonna give that to me too. Um, yeah, they're all for you. Thank you. Um, I love, so you, again, I'm just like yeah. blown away that you think of all these things that everyone thinks. Like you write the things that everyone thinks and says when they see that person, you know, which is why I love it. Oh, there it is. Here, can I hold a card and walk you, you and could. talk at the same time? Most people listen, but oh, yeah. you know, just, yeah, please let, me the, please let me be the first person to punch the next person who tells me everything happens for a reason. I'm sorry you're going through this. See, it's like, it's, it just, it, it does it all right here. I love it. Thank you. You know, you're welcome. Tell people how they can find your cards, find you. You can find our stuff on emilymcdowell.com. It's M-C-D-O-W-E-L-L. Don't name a company after yourself, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that, is that like a tip? About that. Is that a that's tip? a hot tip. Okay, a I mean, tip? it's just okay. not that memorable. Like, I have to say it seven times. If we were called, like, Sunshine Industries, people would be like, cool. Right. So, you know, that's we true. know. But, but branding-wise, But branding-wise, yeah. it's good. It's my name, so it's good for me as a speaker and whatever. Anyway, they can do find us. Do you love speaking? I do. Yeah. 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 They can sure. find us at emilymcdowell.com. And there's we're also in about 2,000 stores um, around the world. More, actually more now. And on our website in the footer, there's a retailer's link. And you can go search to see if you can find us locally if you want to not order from the internet. Got it. Um, and I'm on Instagram at emilymcdowell underscore. Um, it's that so, underscore. The one that without me. the underscore is like a 24 year old. She, like she, I, I, I've been asking her for seven years to like to like let me buy it from her, and she won't. And she's like, a, she's like hates me. Like because she gets tagged like 75 times. I, but yet she won't sell it to you. She won't sell it to me. So shame on her. It's her name, you know. So whatever. Okay, so Emily McDowell no. underscore. And I have also now a, a personal one that is more. That's not our pro. That one's more for our products. And then I have one that's my personal writing. Um, that's called Emily on Life. Do you do other writing then as well? I do. I do. I, I've, I've just so started much for it. saying goodbye. <laughs> I started the other writing. I started it. I Part start, two, starting now. Part two, <laughs> starting now. I started doing, I've started doing more other writing just in the last six months or so because I, because in my own, just my own interests are writing things that don't necessarily make sense on products. Right. Like more kind of personal growth stuff, more kind of like life, lifey things, um, entrepreneurship, things that are like, Things that I enjoy writing, but that don't necessarily translate to a product. And so, so what do you do with it? Just I put it on Instagram right now. Oh, you just I like, will right now. That's what I do. I'm 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 thinking about. You're basically other putting it on do. Instagram for other people to steal as their own. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great business model. It's a I really love solid it. business model. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. It was Thank a you so much. This was so fun. I'm sure. I'm 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 sorry, and yet I'm also very I'm happy to have had you on this podcast. You sweating your butt off. On no, this it's thing. totally fine. So I got my workout in. Exactly. Yeah. How many yeah. calories did you burn? Do you know um, how to? Oh, press the on. white button. Press the 117. Good girl. <laughs> hey, man. See, there you go. See, it wasn't a waste of time to come here after all, huh? No. We should do steps here. I wish I, I don't know how to oh, figure this my out. Goodness. I gotta find out. I gotta ask Woodway how to look at the steps. Uh, thank you so much, and and I think you're gonna change your shirt after this. Oh my god, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast. Powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, 
and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.